I don't even care if we go long, just because of the fact that I feel like we almost got enough to like make a, a cut episode. Nice. So that'd be cool. Like, a, do we give them an extra one, or we just release it with the same schedule? I don't know. I mean, Whatever's clever. I trust your uh, judgment on that. We have to cut this out, but um, I, I'm I am about to seriously start doing the Ramjack poster. Hello and welcome to the Ramjack Trapper Keeper Volume One. Hello, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack Studio is, of course, my co-host Brad. Hey there. We have a special episode for you today, a little outside of our normal um, schedule of science news and goings-on in the world and Belvedere and whatever other television show we're watching at the time. Yes. Currently Perfect Strangers. Brad, what treat do we have for our listening audience? Um, Do you remember all those clips that got edited out of the show for time? I remember us recording a lot of three-plus-hour shows, maybe, that got cut down or whittled to an hour and 30 through Brad's diligence. Yes. For his uh, keen sense of just, like, clipping what needs to be done. Right. Here are some of those clips. Yay! Enjoy. We gotta do this. We're heroes! <laughs> yes! Heroes of podcasting. Heroes Champions. of the fucking world. Yes! After, that ep- after listening to that episode about us building the Sky Palaces, like, over and over again, I'm really thinking it. I've convinced myself, or we've convinced me, that that really is an amazing idea. Uh. And I really... Part of me was like, what would it take to get a Kickstarter to get a Kickstarter? Mm. I was seriously contemplating about throwing out money and just buying a tiny bartender. Fuck. What? Alex, I meant to send this to you a couple of days ago. I, we're recording, but it doesn't matter. I can just cut it out. Um, I mean, Scott Powell. Not thing, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure. If, that's going to change. How many people would be like, what the f- Alex? Guess what, guys? Double check. Oh, didn't. I got, oh, dude, come on. I got sidetracked by other people. Oh, come on. I'll do it right now. Thank you. As I'm doing the other thing. I'm doing two things. Multitasking. Careful. I'm doing two things. Dudes are things. bad at that. Not to be sexist, because it's not. It's science, but dudes seem to be bad at multitasking. Um, saw something else that could change your life. It's not a sky palace, but you know what it is for sale in Newport. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> How much? It didn't say, but there's a number. You can call them. You can buy it. You can <laughs> you took it. multiple shots coming in like... <laughs> Huh. I was trying to find one to go with them to be Instagram, and then I what, didn't get back to Wi-Fi, so I forgot, because mm. I didn't have Wi-Fi at the moment, because I don't have a phone. Would it be practical to buy one of those and then just rent it? Don't know. What if you painted Ramjack on the side and made Ramjack moving? Ramjack moving in mixed drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, paint on the back door of, quote, like, no officer. I'm not serving alcohol to people. The robot is. <laughs> is there a law about robots serving alcohol to people on the street? We got you moved. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get you boozed. We get, we move people in, and then once they're all when they got their box in, they want need to sit down and relax. We give them a mixed drink. That's our that's our thing. We set up the bar to them. Get your friends to come help you move, and afterwards we're gonna throw you a killer party. Well, we're moving them because we I mean how we had a good, such a good time moving. We're gonna move other people now. It's gonna be our job. We're gonna move people, and then we're gonna give them a drink. They're like, this is awesome. These people moved all of our stuff in nice time. They seemed friendly and entertaining, and then they gave us a mixed drink. It was nice. Perfectly mixed. <laughs> Don't know how they did it. Wink. <laughs> What's behind that curtain in the truck? Don't oh, worry man. about it. Not a robot. <laughs> Not a robot. Ah, no. Get out. Um, we're just a couple of average Joe Poopers. Yeah. 
Duh. Why would we have a robot? Why That's ridiculous. We, why would we have a robot? I mean, if we had a robot, why would we be lifting these boxes? Just right? seriously. Yeah. Oh. We'll get you moved in in five minutes. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> We're just making those sounds. Mm, drink's coming. Hold on. <laughs> oh, bartender. <laughs> No, bartender, stop. They're not ready for it yet. Steve, stay back there where you belong. Where your kind Who are you belongs. Talking to back there? <laughs> your kind belongs. It's just racism against robots. That's the only thing keeping, keeping bartender behind a curtain. People aren't ready. People aren't ready to be served by a robot. They aren't. How many people would, would go into the bar, see a robot, and like pour their drink out on the ground and just walk out? Yeah, yeah. Happens all the time. Oh, people need to learn to trust machines. I mean, I mean, I understand that sometimes these robots can get a bit uppity. They can. And like I that one I, robot that punched that dude. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I mean, that's a real thing. I don't necessarily like seeing them mix with our women, but mm. I mean, I mean, they can mix a drink for me. Men that's are okay. Worried about sex robots that are huh. going to please women more than they can, better yeah. than they can, more efficiently. No commitments. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, it's, do you want to see your woman with a robot? It's gross. It's not natural. God doesn't like it. God didn't make the robots. We made them in our image. It's a sin. It is a sin. So so we put it behind the curtain. So we put, it the we put those things out of the, the, the eyesight, the periphery of those who may not understand it yet. I'll be recording all that. Sweet. All right, Brad, one last sports question for you, and then we'll go from, we'll go sure. for something else. We'll just talk about sure. something else. Don't, I don't want to bore the people at home that aren't fans. Yeah, quite true. And, I, and again, we appreciate the, your knowledge um, on this. But who would you say would win today mm -hmm. in Cincinnati, the Queen City, mm -hmm. Cincinnati Reds versus the Los Angeles Angels? Oh. Who do you think will win that game? The Reds versus the Angels. You haven't seen it yet. I know mm -hmm. you, you couldn't. Right. Had, had, to, be, had to be here. You but hate parades. Yeah, I hate the and parades. hate that. Oh. So you had to be here to record. Um... So you haven't seen it yet, but who would you think won? Well, all right. Now, here's the thing. Angels aren't real. True. But now the Reds, I, I know they shy away from it now, but originally Reds, kind of a racist team. <laughs> really? The Reds. All right. The Reds. I guess it is the oldest team in baseball, at yeah. least in the States. Yeah, and you know why they were the Reds? You're talking about Red Savage Indians. Oh, because they would they would go they would go savage on the other team opposing team, like the Redskins would. Mm. We we like to we like to dismiss that from history, but mm. it's, sadly it's still part of it. I, yeah. Oh, ew. yeah. Eee. Yeah. Reds and see, I and it's weird that they would like try to hide that with. Socks, I guess, because I always heard that it was reds because um, the socks they wore were red, mm -hmm. so that's what they called them. Um, and that's why I know that the team split, I think, and at one point, mm -hmm. the Cincinnati Reds, part of them became the, the Red Sox, mm -hmm. which are another team, um, but the Cincinnati Reds stayed down here. Mm -hmm. And of course, they have that weird baseball mascot that is fucking terrifying yeah. to look at. Yeah. And of course, that one that sexually harasses people on the street, which we talked right, about right, in another right. episode. So you're thinking, who do you think? Who do you think I know? Yeah. Um, so, is Redskins baseball too? Were they? Were they? Were they? <laughs> Please keep that in the alien. So wait a minute, were the Redskins baseball too? Yeah, because there, there's the Atlanta Braves, which is I know that. Racist. Yeah. Like so, Cincinnati Reds was never was never an Indian thing because I just I assumed that so. they were at one point an Indian. Thing. I don't think so. I'm gonna keep I... pretending that they were. Oh, an Indian no, thing. I love going with that. Yeah. Though. I don't think it is though. All right, listen. Um, a lot of a lot of these baseball teams they try to they try to whitewash um, the fact that they came from racist roots. We got we got the Redskins. We got the Braves. I mean, that's some mad racist shit. 
All right. But what was that one Mississippi? No, it wasn't Mississippi. What was that one team you were telling me about that one time? We were oh. talking sports. Again, we rarely mm-hmm. talk about it, but when you do it, you something about the Trail of Tears. Was it the Oklahoma <laughs> no, no. Trail of Tears? The Oklahoma, um, the Oklahoma filthy red baby killing Trail of Tears savages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, you also broke the thing to me about Babe Ruth and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Bambino. <laughs> Yeah. Oof. Like there's there's a lot of reasoning. So okay, we got that. We got that baggage. Now they're they're nowadays like they're like it's not no, it's it's just it's it's about we we had red socks. We had used to have red socks. Did you used to have red socks? Guess what? No one's ever had red socks. But guess what? Angels don't exist either. So this is a crazy game, alright? This is a big Okay, we've we've got deceit socks. Deceit socks versus um uh angels all right now listen uh an angel i mean i don't really understand what an angel is is it is it a it, it, it's some kind of creature that like protects people, but it's also it was around before humans, and it's kind of God's people. But God doesn't really give a fuck about the angels. Angels kind of the life of an angel is a yeah. weird thing, and they're also asked to do a lot of weird stuff yeah. from God because uh, Lucifer apparently was an angel before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the God, the Luc- Lucifer was the angel or the god of the dawn, whatever. Right. It translation. So I mean, he worked with the sun and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. And of course, there were those some angels. What were those hot male angels? That um, went to that one, was it Sodom and Gomorrah, that city, where uh, God sent the angels to go talk to the dude, and like, hey, what's up? And um, all the all the people in the city were taken by the angels and wanted to, like, hey, fuck them. Like, hey, dude, right. you have some of these angels, they're pretty hot, let's turn them out. So, I mean, angels have a weird MO anyway. Right. Like, God's gonna ask them to do all kinds of crazy shit. Now, here's what you're not thinking about, Alex. What's up? The Mormon factor. It didn't even enter my because mind. Because according to Mormon religion, um, some angels came over and talked to the Native Americans. So I think... Oh! Exactly. Oh! Exactly. See, Brad, you bring that kind of detail well, to the game. There's a you've historical got all the context. You've got all the historical There's context. a historical context to these games. You see, really, the reason the reason we love the game, the reason we love sports, is because these are these are really these are these are little mock fights of, of bigger things. Mm. All right. So we got angels. We got the Reds. Is it about socks or is it about Native American history? I don't know. But the Mormons say that. All these things can come together, which means this is going to be a tight game. Mm. It's going to be a super tight game. Mm. But in the end, when it comes down to it, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to say, it surprises me to say this, but I think for once in their fucking lives, I think the Reds might just come out on top. And maybe that's just me wanting to see them come out on top. The, only thing, that could, the only thing that could hurt them is the fact that... Uh, they're not comfortable with their heritage, and they're they're saying socks when really it's mm. about a brave native people. Yeah, it's an identity crisis. Like, right. who are we really? Well, we are red, but are we socks? Are we a baseball yeah. team? They so, don't know. They're trying to hide who they are. They are, and that could hurt them. They ultimately. are. That could hurt them. That's that's the only way I could see this see, game going. Badly. I would be more worried about this being a classic. Um, who was it? The, the Cardinals versus the who? I don't remember who the, the team. Blue was. Devil. The Blue. I thought this was going to be a classic. Uh, devil, blue, depressed devil versus cardinal, mm. where the thing that can fly right. is the thing that's going to dominate the game. Mm-hmm. But you say no. You think it's going to be a close game. It I, obviously I, is. It is. Uh, colonialism like, and the spread so of religion much. was there's something so that was crazy. Yeah. And the Reds, I mean the Reds, it's, it, it, the, the, lost so much of their identity. Can they win it back today? The only thing that could change would be a Mormon upset. See... <laughs> so so, so you're, I, you're counting on the... You're not... You're counting on the Mormon upset. 
right? No, I'm I'm saying I'm, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying that I think the Reds are going to win it. Oh, okay, okay. I think no the Reds Mormon are going to win it un- unless there's a Mormon upset. So if there's a big Mitt Romney November surprise, mm. well then I guess mm. I, I guess we'll see when the game comes down. So many factors. But right, a sports? I mean, this is a crazy game. But I'm saying right now, I gotta go Reds. Um, do you mind if I spoil it for you? Please man? bring it. Let um, me know. It was a tight game. Mm-hmm. It went. Um, into 13 innings. Yeah. Baseball typically only has 12 for those who don't know anything about baseball. Triple overtime. After 13 innings, Reds won. Mm-hmm. Angels three. Angels won. Mm. Not a Mormon upset. A Mormon... Uh... No, that's a Mormon upset. Oh, because they won? Yeah. The Mormons won, so that's a Mormon upset. Yeah, they converted the Reds. Oh, the Mormons are upsetting the bat. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm no. sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, the Mormons were the angels. The Mormons were the angels. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. See? Mm, poor. The Reds just oh. can't win for losing. I mean, yeah, that's what they get for hiding their heritage. So, I mean, yeah. I've always said that. That's why I hate the Reds. Because they can't, they're not comfortable with who they are and their racist origins. Can I just say that I'm pretty sure, and I don't know this for, for a fact, but the phrase, they can't win for losing, had to have its origin, like its origin in like early 20s or like late, um, I guess, 1800s sports talk or speak, because that has that's one of the most ridiculous nonsense making, well, they can't win for losing. All right, you might as well be talking about beak breaking, but I, and, and also, I, mean, I, I just say that because it's, to me it's funny, but. Wow, I learned a lot. I mean, oh. a rare miss, but well, it's hey, hey you gotta well, watch out for those Mormons. I've always now, and I've said that across the board. Watch out for the fucking Mormons. Those fuckers are everywhere, and they're breeding rapidly, mm-hmm. like roaches. And they're affecting our baseball. Mm-hmm. They're affecting our national pastime. Yeah, Brad, thank you for bringing sports to the table, man. Hey, it's it's what I do. I'm 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 glad glad to be here. Guys, uh, you know, I, I'm stopping in. I, I'm, I'm helping to uh, facilitate this show. And, of course, that, that of course means you, you don't just get me vi- visiting and popping in. You get my friend Laura Wimsett. Hmm. Laura Wimsett is back. My, my parents sent me two columns. And randomly enough, they're both about Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so She loves that shit. She loves that shit. But this is unlike the time I had two Christmas columns. I, I feel like... There is a way that these need to be read because one of them is very boring and dull and badly written. It's about her first uh, Easter in Owensboro because she moved from Buffalo, New York to Owensboro, I think in like the mid to late 60s. And so I just clipped a small section of that. And then I have a full column about this most recent Easter. So we're looking at the past again. We're looking at the past first. I so, love that Jonathan always brings actually clipped newspaper yeah. articles. Well, no, th- this is what I get sent yeah, by my family. Uh, like, I didn't even know newspapers were still existing. In the <laughs> they, God, they, when I went to Owensboro this past I was like, oh, yeah, this is, my family reads the newspaper. Fair enough. Except in Vanilla Village, where I now live, I saw kids delivering fucking newspapers the other day. No oh, way. Like, it, I fucking, whitest white place on a fucking planet. I hate it. And you're, you're living in the murder castle. <laughs> Brad, I'm telling you, if someone says to you, would you like to come into my vault? Okay, this is what he would tell women. Would you go into my vault? I just want to make sure it's soundproof. And they'd go inside the vault and he goes, and he he would tell them, pound on the door as hard as you can. And then I'll open the door and tell you if I heard it. And they're like, oh, all right. I love this man. I will do what he says. And then they never came out again. Oh, and he, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure he had a pipe that was connected to the room where he could hear their sobs, if he wished. Maybe. I think that's an actual detail. But cool. back, to, back to Laura Wimsett, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so this is from her first Owensboro Easter story. 
Uh, okay, so she moves. Uh, she was really uh, concerned about moving to Owensboro, Kentucky, from New York because she says, First, I did not understand the language. When we stopped to change buses in Louisville and mom took us into a diner to get something to eat, I literally could not understand anything anyone in there was saying. I was too young to decipher regional accents. I assumed it was another language altogether, and I fretted fearfully about how I would ever get along in my new school if I couldn't understand anything the teacher said. Somewhere along the way during that wearisome and worrisome trip, wearisome and worrisome, Nice. I looked out the bus window and saw a giant Easter egg decorated with bright colors and designs. There was a giant Easter bunny there, too, standing on its hind legs, wearing a purple vest with a big bow tie, enormous white ears waving gently in the breeze. Oh, enormous white ears waving gently in the breeze. Okay, I see. I saw it. I know I did, but nobody else did. Pennywise the clown. (laughs) What now? From Stephen King? Pennywise the clown. Yep. She says, I saw it. I know I did, but nobody else did. Even my mother, who usually indulged me in these things, said I had only imagined it. But I know it, but I know it was real. Was this a moving bus? Were they moving in the bus? And then everyone else was like, I don't see it. But they'd already passed it, like an, an Easter roadside attraction, maybe. Look, and then the family the was glass like, fuck you, was- Laura. You didn't see that, you stupid lying bitch. You just made it up. <laughs> no, I saw it. Shut up. You're lying, Laura. Laura. Enough. Laura. Enough. They all float down here, Laura. <laughs> Laura, look, you did this shit in Buffalo, but we're not going to do that here, okay? <laughs> you didn't see the bunny, all right? There you never no saw bunnies. the bunny. The I bunny like, didn't kill your father. I like Alex's theory of, look, uh, in Buffalo, I kind of indulged your bullshit. Yeah. You're moving to a new place now. We can't. We can't come. You're like, <laughs> look, you're like seven years old. You need to stop that shit, all right? There's yeah. no bunnies. There's no puppies in your stomach. Shut up. Excuse me? No, I was I was like her mother talking to her as a oh, child. Oh, you were speaking from a perspective of ignorance and prejudice? I see. You're yeah, playing well, a character. Those, well, first off, character. yeah, but what time period was this? Because okay, if she's so getting was, southern dialect confused with New York well, this was the, and thinking there's different languages? The mid to late 60s, which if you're a little kid and you've never been exposed to a southern accent, I, and if it was really thick in Louisville at that time, I can— I can no, I can, as a little kid, if you've never 60s. heard a redneck, and you oh, went into okay, a diner, it's like, Thank hey, y'all, how you. you do? Y'all want some pine cake? Y'all do, 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 do. Like, no. as a kid, you'd I tell like, you what, babble. It's like, also, what are they saying? The media proliferation hadn't necessarily kind of normalized a lot of our regional dialects True. at that exactly. point. Exactly. Like, you might have had a, no, the Green Acres would have been, like, later. I don't even know if there was a TV show on the air that, like, was about rednecks or the hillbilly south or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I, I, as a little kid, if you've never heard it and you grew up in Buffalo, New York, that's going to be a jarring thing. It's the Easter Bunny story that gets me because later on, towards the end of the column, she says, When I remember my first Easter in Kentucky, I don't remember anything particularly religious or holy about it. I think of that first Easter as a confusing and uncertain time in a strange place, filled with things I had never seen before, things I didn't understand, a few things that never happened, and some things I know really did happen. But nobody believes me because they didn't see it themselves. Kind of like the very first Easter of all. Let's review. She says, I'd never, things I'd never seen before, things I didn't understand, a few things that never happened, (laughs) and some things I know really did happen. Just like the first Easter of all. So she's admitting that, you know, I walked away from that first Easter saying a lot of shit. Here's the thing. Some of that shit didn't happen. She's admitting, like, maybe that Easter story is a little bullshit. I mean, there are, like, three different Easter stories about what happened. Yeah. So I guess one of them couldn't have happened. 
Well, when you I say mean, Easter stories, again, that was kind of co-opted out. There's a lot of well, it's true, there's but a like, lot of those talks as far as like, well, there's more than just three. That's quote unquote canon. But. Right, right. But just like of like the cave and like when he was there, it wasn't he wasn't there? Who saw it? Who didn't see it? Right. Like there's like a do- dozen different stories like who saw in the Bible. What? Did they really see it? Like that giant Easter bunny. The, the, Laura, that was an Easter bunny roadside attraction. That was a man in a costume. You were in a moving bus. You passed it, and your family was really mean to you, and they told you that you made it <laughs> up. But I did. I saw it. Fuck you, Laura. Shut up. It's the late That's... 60s. Don Draper is not putting up with this bullshit anymore. <laughs> so that was the Easter of the past. The rest of that column, dreadfully boring. Dreadfully without incident. Like a Saved by the Bell, the College Years episode. Uh, <laughs> except those have lots of incident. Uh, lots of incident. Great sentence. Now, this full column here is from the latest Easter. It, the headline is, Easter blooms just in time. Hmm. I wonder where this is going. Well, let's see. Mm. <clears throat> From the first day, I limped through Lent offbeat and out of step with everyone else. I showed up for the Ash Wednesday service an hour late after everyone else had joined together in community to receive the somber reminder of the brevity of life on earth and as an earnest exhortation to prepare for eternal life beyond. Ugh, shit. <laughs> what a sentence. I wondered why there weren't many cars in the parking lot as I opened the heavy door to my church, but it wasn't until I stepped inside that I realized my mistake. Oh no, I wailed. (laughs) Oh no! Ripping her shirt, ripping her hair out of her skull. (laughs) Oh no, I wailed, looking toward the empty sanctuary as my pastor stepped out of his office. I missed it. My pastor was kind enough to retrieve his little tin of ashes and blessed me with my own private service. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. And (laughs) sent me on my way with a cheery farewell. A cheery farewell or a get out? (laughs) Uh, Ari, um, guess what? You're nothing. You're fucking dust. You're never going to be anything but dust. You're going to go back into dust. Get the fuck over yourself. This religion teaches you you're inherently awful. But have Brad, a nice day. But Brad, the body is not what is important. The dust is not important. It is what is inside the gooey Easter chocolate chunks that are inside. That's our uh, soul hmm. that counts. Hmm. Souls aren't real. And so my Lenten journey began on a note of confession and forgiveness, which I suppose is 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 as it should be. Huh, I needed that forgiveness, too. We were halfway through March before I even remembered the thing about not eating meat on Friday. And I never did read the book my church had selected for its Lenten study. What? For a woman, I needed that forgiveness. For a woman who claims that religion is... It's okay, so she's Catholic. I, th- I believe she's Catholic. Mm-hmm. She's talking about Lent. Yeah. So here's the thing. She's on the, the precipice thing. of lapsing Catholic, it seems, which... No, she is a lapsing Catholic because she didn't even realize that I know this. I'm not a fucking practicing Catholic, for God's sake. You don't eat meat on Friday during Lent, you stupid idiot. And here's... They picked a book for you to read as part of your Lenten study, and you didn't even read the fucking book, Laura. Get it together. Oh, she's the worst. You what can't strut around Owensboro. I have no idea. God's little devotional book for women? Yee. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, on uh, this website that I highly recommend, comicscurmudgeon.com, which is this really fucking co- hilarious commentary of the funny pages and, like, how ridiculous they are. Um, they talked about the fact that, you know, the BBC... Oh, uh, she'll talk about the uh, that miniseries. Not the BBC, but, you know, the Bible, the miniseries that just came out on TV recently. The History Channel one? The History Channel, right. Yeah. So the History Channel miniseries called The Bible was turned into a novel called The Bible. <laughs> it's a novel. <laughs> the book says the novel based on the History Channel miniseries <laughs> The Bible. Yes. So basically, the History Channel just found a way to make money off yeah. the Bible. Yeah. So bravo, History Channel. It's a novel, if you can fucking believe it. That's 
That's a horrific and brilliant. Yeah. So she'll bring that up in a second. That. She'll bring up the miniseries in a second. But I just wanted to point out that there's a novel based on a miniseries that's based on a Bible. Man alive. Okay, so she she's ter- she's a she's a shitty Catholic. That's my fucking point. <laughs> you can't walk around Owensboro with your fucking head full of these lofty religious ideals for yourself. You didn't even know you're not supposed to eat meat, Laura. That bitch she is, forgot. She's probably wearing fabric made of more than one kind of cloth as mm. well. Or possibly eating shellfish. Oh my mm. goodness. It says, but except for me and the book study, I guess my Lent went pretty well as I marched toward the goal of Easter. She doesn't even talk about what she gave up for Lent, which is the is dumbest the goal, tra- Is the goal of Easter just, like, not dying before Easter happens? Uh, I, I don't know. The, the, but the point of Lent is that you give up something. She doesn't even talk about Jesus giving up to something the cross. for Lent. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I, I said, can you beat Jesus to the cross? <laughs> In a foot race. <laughs> it's the Lent challenge. Yep. <laughs> Um, I hurried home from church every Sunday night to watch the Bible on the History Channel. So, so that's I'm what sorry. you think being a good religious person is? Hurrying home from church to watch TV? To sit your fat ass on the couch and eat popcorn while eating, while fucking watching a bad miniseries? That's you your religious fucking church. experience, Laura. You just came from church to go yeah. to more, like, I hurried History home Channel from church. church. Yeah, I rushed home. I had to leave early. Oh. If you're going to be a Catholic, going to church is more important than watching a miniseries on TV. You know where you can learn about what they're talking about in the miniseries? Ch- ch- church. You shouldn't hurry home from church like you're escaping from it. I mean, well, I'm, I'm speaking as an atheist to a woman who claims to be religious. So, oh, of course. If you can't even stick to the basic tenets, why don't you just give it up entirely, you dumb dumb? Um, she says, I really liked the guy who portrayed Jesus, and I wept along with Matthew when he called the tax collector to follow him. No, he didn't. The miniseries made Ugh. you weep? No, it didn't. Yeah. She's a liar. The worst. In our family, Easter is my holiday. Here we go. Ooh. She puts quotes around my. It's my fucking holiday. She put the me in Easter. <laughs> Even though you know Halloween and Christmas are her shit too, and Thanksgiving is sh- that's her shit too. She's also, obsessed. Riley's birthday is Everyone's her day. Everyone's birthdays. Yeah. Oh my god! It was sitting Every in a room where the light day. touches the darkness but does not swallow the darkness. <laughs> I'm in charge of egg hunts and food and whether for the candy or just because they love me. My kids always show up. Fair enough. There's free food and candy and an egg hunt for the kids. Yeah, it's free babysitting. Yeah, like, why not? But this year, there are only two kids living in this time zone, and neither of them would be home for Easter. Okay. <laughs> what are these kids doing? So they're not always there, clearly. This is what, this is the best part. Best fucking part of the whole thing. So I sent them a text saying, he is risen, and that was that. Wow. That's really Getting sad, Back Laura. to her. You didn't call, you didn't call your family? You just sent them a text saying he she, is risen. She had to hurry. Like, she had to get home. Like, uh, she had to leave uh, church bingo night to get home for, to Jeff Foxworthy's a Bible challenge game show, which is a real thing, by the way. Oh, no, I, it isn't. Yes, it is. A Bible challenge? Yeah. Are you smarter than a Christian? I'm assuming is what the... Uh, oh. Because he had that show smarter than a fifth grader, so I'm just assuming it's the same. Yeah, it's right. pretty bonkers. Um, let me just read this really quickly. Um, I got a tweet the other day. Have you seen the American Bible Challenge on Game Show Network hosted by Jeff Foxworthy? This episode has Christian wrestlers. Oh, man. What is Christian wrestling? Like, I don't know if it's Christian wrestling or just they are wrestlers who are also Christian. I don't think there's a Christian wrestling league. Isn't that all wrestling? I, I, I just like, imagine that all wrestlers are probably crazy redneck Jesus. I don't know. They're all actors, so I mean... Uh, on, no, profe- on professional wrestling, maybe. Not like backwater... Hey, hometown wrestling. Those people are just sad. I feel like uh, there's... I, I don't know that there's much of a difference. Um, 
Well, yeah, I guess. But <laughs> it's a slight variation. I don't understand how this show can be a thing. Because I can go ahead and tell you right now, people who are religious don't know that much about their source material. Oh, obviously. And you could easily trip someone up with some Old Testament bullshit, if not New Testament as well. Well, Jeff Fox really previously said, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I imagine these questions aren't that hard. Oh, they have to be, like, super basic. Yeah. Well, do you remember that question, that quiz that was in our Facebook group about the Bible? No. Somebody posted one in there, I was like, I, and I was like, down, I got them all right. <laughs> and then everyone else was like, yeah, I got like five, I got three. <laughs> and Brad just got to sit back and go, <laughs> I know a lot about the Bible. Unfortunately. Yeah. You need to buy that novel and report back on how good it is. God, okay, we're not going to make that part of the reading. <laughs> no. Ram Jack's literary I'll read Stephen lounge. King book first. So Laura sends a text saying, he is risen, and that was that. That was that, and this was this. Ooh, she's getting sassy. <laughs> Last year, a friend who knew me, who knew about my favorite flower, gave me some bulbs, which I hurried home and planted with great anticipation of having She's daffodil- in a rush to get to places. I'm sorry. She what now? She's in a rush to get to places. Look, I had to get home to watch this. Yeah, she hurries home to plant. She hurries home from church to watch TV. Uh, with great anticipation of having daffodils for Easter this year. For the past month, I've seen daffodils daffodils blooming all over town, but not a single blade poked up through the dirt and the brown, dead, leftover autumn leaves in my yard. Here's an idea. Rake the leaves. The autumn leaves? Rake that... Oh, my God. Disappointed and discouraged, as opposed to worried and weary, I figured I had done something wrong. Maybe the places I picked were too sunny or too shady. Maybe I should have watered them. <laughs> Maybe I had planted the bulbs upside down. Well, and then on Good Friday, and then on Good Friday, I saw it. A bright green stalk. Bullshit. Like, hopeful, this is, hopeful this is, I kept oh. looking. Yes, another blade. Another. And another. Are they erupting from the ground as she's watching them? Like, And two with buds on top. My daffodils. And then on Easter Sunday, they rose and flew off into the heavens. <laughs> Two days later, there was a sunny yellow flower beaming from the fence line, and by the gate, another one with a softer glow, like butter, and buds promised more to come. So that was my Easter. There was more, of course. I've left out more than I've shared, but those details aren't important to anyone but me. We all have our own stories. You don't need mine. Excuse me? (laughs) Did you just redundancy yourself out of a job? Because you're right, Laura. These are your stories, not mine, and I don't need them. I do need them a little bit. I, I do. Oh, we I, all I, need, we them. need them. I need them a little bit. Well, my question is: Was this? Our, I'm sorry. Is this a retirement article? Is this her like going off into the? And please let her daughter take up the mantle yes, of please best bitchin'. We all have our own stories. You don't need mine. All that really matters is that Easter arrived right on time. As opposed, I don't know. To- you know, some, sometimes time just stops. I the think day, the calendar just halts. Easter is just like summer vacation, man. You need it when you comes, it. man. They, it comes when you need it. And I think if her bulbs hadn't bloomed, she would have been super depressed. But again, she made up that whole story. Oh, yeah. she would have killed herself with those blooms on Good up. Friday. The first blade appeared. Not no. a fucking chance. And if it Not did, if it fucking did, it's I don't like it when people. Find meaning in chance. Oh, but oh, every yeah, every yeah, yeah. no, but everything happens for a reason. That's really stupid and lame and meaningless to anyone except for me. <laughs> I I mean I love I love my parents, but my, I remember my mom saying something like, 
You know, I I needed, I, you know, we we were we were in a tight money situation, and then right when I needed it, the the Sunday school gave me my bonus, and I'm like, but your bonus comes every year. Your but your yeah. and, and that, the bonus, by the way, is all that they get paid. My mom taught and probably still teaches at Sunday school, and the only thing you ever get paid is like fifty bucks. That's the, and they call it a bonus. I'm like, what the fuck? So the regular payment is just supposed to be the beaming, smiling faces of children. Yeah, because here's the thing: like, I went to Sunday school for, through all my fucking education, and we were not happy to be there. <laughs> likewise, I, I remember derailing a lot of Sunday schools on classes on an accident. Oh, like yeah. just to talk about random stuff, which uh, was probably when I realized, you know, what, maybe I should just record these. But um, but they never got paid. Like they didn't even get bonuses or anything. No, you just did out of the uh, the goodness of so, your heart. So Alex, you're saying that you that you loved the tangential even then? <laughs> oh, of course. Well, <laughs> that Jesus stuff sounds real cool. But wait one minute. What was I playing on Nintendo? Quick, what was I playing on the Nintendo last week? Quick aside, Professor Bible. <laughs> Outrage. That ain't a mob, Babel. <laughs> That's a quote. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. That's a quote. <laughs> but that's Laura Wimsett. That's all I got this time around. Who knows what'll if I, if I I'm sure I'll get more and I'll continue to transcribe them for the Facebook group. <sighs> Fuck Easter. I, I'm sorry to say that. I just that I had, article. Is I had like, some jelly beans Laura. on Easter. Oh, nice. Friends got a big fucking package of a lush fucking shit ton of candy, and I was like, I'm eating them jelly beans. <laughs> fucking give me them. <laughs> These taste like fucking milkshakes. These are delicious. <laughs> You put me in front of a box of jelly beads, I'll rip that shit. Nice. <laughs> Ladies. What? Ladies, gentlemen. Competitive divers. It's never a bad idea to put your best foot forward and bring your blind date a box of candy. Mm-hmm. In Jonathan's case, instead of chocolates, go with the jelly beans. Brad, are you he, in some... he equates them to milkshakes. Brad is, a, just for the record, Brad is in some sort of mystical... I've been trying to figure out what the hell to close the show on. Oh, yeah. It looked like you were in a mystical peyote haze. The, the, man, it never fails. Every time I go on a, like a road trip or, like, I have weird things happen to me in cars with other people. Um, I'm pretty sure I was hit on last week by a dude in a car. I don't know if I actually told you this story or no. not. The suburbs just get weirder and weirder, Brad. Um, I was driving, I was at an intersection. And um, there was this guy beside me in another car, and I was just sitting there looking. And um, I, I can see in like the side of my vision, like someone waving. And I look over, and this guy kind of waves at me. And I'm like, I I'm really good with recognizing faces. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't recognize this dude, but I'll just pretend to to be like. And so I was like, oh hey. And um, there was some confusion on his face for a second, like his brow furrowed, and um, he kind of looked like. Like with like a shoulders up thing, he had his phone out, like pointing to it, and I was like, Whoa. and I was like, and I kind of, this all happened in seconds because I was like, oh hey, and then just looked forward again. I was like, I don't know who that dude is. Fuck him. Yeah. What am I? What am I gonna have for lunch today? I didn't think of that out. Right. And it wasn't until later when I re- I thought, wait a minute, did he need help? What is it? Did I, did I recognize him? Where did I see him before? And then it didn't mm-hmm. dawn on me until later. I was telling a friend about it. She, this girl said, oh, that dude was hitting on you. And I thought, really? Kind of flattered. But also <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> That's a little when, when has that ever worked out? Yeah. A, a you see someone dude. in a car. Yeah, you see Ooh. someone in a car. Hey, I like that. I like that. I like the way that dude dresses. Hey, wait, wait do you want to get together for lunch or is my phone? I, no, dude, don't do that. That's weird. Like, flattered. Not gay. I, it's just not, I'm not interested. But even if I, if, if it was a super attractive girl, I'd be leery. I'd be cautious. Yeah. Like, 
I, why would you ever like? Why would you even ever like want to talk to someone that you you'd never met? You'd need to like seeing them from a distance like that. See, and that's one of the things about the modern era that's pretty awesome about social networking and, and at least dating because we have the things like OkCupid and Match.com and Facebook and right. stuff like we have other outlets to meet people to where we can get a little heads up on either right. their craziness, which is you know something you're looking for. You're like, oh, check, check, check. Um, or we can we can learn about them because obviously us being atheists, I mean, we would never seriously date someone who was a fundamental Jizo, right? As much as they might see you as a bad boy and, and want to, but mm. a, a, someone in a car, just you just uh, hey, what's up? Mm. I don't I don't see that ever working. What do I know about you? I know that you can operate a motor vehicle. Hey, your That's tires it. look really full. Good job. Mm. Hey, what are you doing for lunch? <laughs> you know how to get from one place to another, apparently. Well, that's enough. Car's looking clean. I like that. Let's just get out. Let's go to a car wash. Let's just see what's going on. Let's just talk cars. No, thank you, sir. I mean, to each their own, but no, thank you. Also, not in that beat up BMW you were driving. No, thanks. Mm -mm, not happening. Can we just talk about how awful spam email like subject lines are? Sure. Hey, cute, hairy Asian rides and squirts on her space ellipses. No, thank you. None of that sounds appealing. I don't even know where, because obviously the punctuation's gone. Is that, that's H-E-H. What is that supposed to be? That's not a hey, is it? That's like hee hee. That's ha. 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 Cute, hairy, Asian rides and squirts on her. Gross. Who sent this to you, Trudy? Trudy Bender. Trudy Bender's, she's sending you a link, dude. Did it go to inter, no, it didn't. Uh, I thought it came into the X-Files one because it's like flagged as something important. <laughs> like, I don't know what hey, that's about. Check out this spam. Report that. Trudy's just spam lately. Trudy's just trying to give you something. I don't know. Ugh, most unappealing spam ever. Hey. <laughs> Why would I ever <laughs> click on that? <laughs> hairy Asian, Ugh. cute hairy Asian. Yeah. You know it? No, I'm not. No. Soup's not. Hold up. Like not even like got like not even limiting magazines. We're not even to that. They're just talking about background checks. They can't pass background checks right now. Which you would think would be the bare bones. The NRA has even conceded that they that they think background checks would be okay at this point. I don't understand why they think that would be okay. I mean, why those is it, people are just crazy. Let's give let's arm every human being in the fucking United States. Everyone needs a gun to protect themselves. Well, it's because the NRA is like was like basically taken over by gun manufacturers in like the late seventies, eighties. Like it used to be I mean, an actual that awesome. Me. Yeah, the NRA originally was like very much for gun control, stricter laws than we've ever had about guns which we should have yeah I mean, let's be honest it was like a it was like this weird like event that I, I it has like a name but it was like basically over one night like the entire like board got flipped over to like gun manufacturers and completely and then like you know the rest of the gun manufacturers started pouring money in and so it's like the nra is just actually run by <laughs> gun manufacturers <laughs> which when you if if you just say that then obviously you'd be like oh well then fuck the nra who cares what they think right but like everything else, they can buy Would votes. It be a good idea to just get rid of Fox News. Can we just get like anonymous on that to like completely cripple their networks and just get rid of them? It wouldn't matter, dude. They just a, a new Fox News would pop up. The money in politics is the problem. Like, but that's one of the things that I think like a, a group like anonymous would be awesome at. Mm -hmm. Just fuck them. Like every time they come up, nope, nope, nope. You're lying. Fuck you. No, you're not doing this. To a point, but I mean, look at like. I mean, obviously, there would be a check and balance system. That that would not be a great thing, ultimately, but at the same time. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is... lying. But the way, especially the Obama administration goes after whistleblowers, they're more fucking cowardly towards anything that attacks the right wing. I mean, look at all this shit going on with, like, the Aryan Brotherhood and shit. 
Like, we've got, like, right-wing extremists out of control in this country at the moment. And there was that study that came out right after um, Obama went to office, because um, it was done under the Bush administration, like, checking for, like, domestic terrorism. And it was like, th there's a huge upsurge in right-wing extremists, and we need to be watching out for these people. And when that came out, um, Fox News and the whole right-wing media, like, went bonkers and was like, look at what the Obama administration has done. They've, they're saying everything's about right-wing extremists because they want to silence their enemies, even though the thing was done under Bush and just came out under Obama, <laughs> like, a month into his presidency. Because of that, the task force that are involved follow domestic terrorists, like, I think there was, like, ten people, basically, that were, like, in charge of, like, uh, right-wing extreme groups and then, like, you know, like, 15 on Middle Eastern terrorist groups. And when Fox News freaked out, they basically cut down the right-wing extreme to, like, one guy. There's one person that's in charge of monitoring right-wing extremist activity in the country from 10. And look at all the shit that's going on. We've had two fucking prosecutors killed. That stuff, I did hear that on NPR. And was just in the car driving thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. This is happening? And then being terrified. Now. Yeah. It's in Texas, right? Outside yeah. of Dallas? So. Yeah. But then, and again, because they're trying to play weird sides, they think, well, this may be, they don't really know if it's the Aryan Brotherhood or, like, Mexican drug cartels when it's, like, still, we need to investigate it and get that under right. control. Um, well, there's nine less there's nine less uh, people in charge of uh, doing that sort of thing than there, than there were before Obama came to office because he's terrified of the Republicans calling him out. We, we, we definitely need someone in the presidency that's like, no, fuck you, and just calling other people out. Anytime the Republicans talk some bullshit, then be like, fuck you, no. Yeah. We need, like, a fucking Teddy Roosevelt. We need a Roosevelt. We need somebody... Because, like, I mean, the thing about Teddy Roosevelt that's, like, amazing is the fact that, like, because he, you know, he really... He was so principled. Like, I mean, he really was just insanely principled. Like, to the point where, like, no... Very few people having that much power. Because we've seen Countess of Cards. Like, the way you have to, like, you know, use people against people to get, you know, get what you want. It's very, it's a very good depiction, though, I mean, a little, you know, over the top. Oh, well, but that's because I mean, it's our entertainment, right. of course. We but, know this. But, like... More accurate than other things, perhaps, obviously. More, more accurate than the West Wing. Or Easily. shit like that. The way, you know, playing people for political games, you know, to further your own career. I mean, that is how politics actually works, if you follow it at all. I mean, it's not as secretive. <laughs> like, it's mostly very obvious and upfront. But you need somebody like like a Teddy Roosevelt that is going to, like, yeah, just push through. Because once you ascend to that sort of power, you need someone like that that really doesn't owe anybody anything. Like, like Roosevelt, because he was vice presidency, and they'd shuffled him off to the vice presidency <laughs> to get rid of him because he was, like, this, you know, crazed, loudmouth person like it's it's one of the few cases where i think maybe a ron paul type person like just this like kooky guy because when it comes down to it i, I disagree with him on about 70 percent of things but 30 percent are, re are really good <laughs> and he's one of the few people that i think would actually do it like a, a rand palm <sighs> that, that goes down to about 15 because i feel like he's a little less principled than his father but being principled helps disturbing a mouse because like you yeah. said they don't owe anyone anything. Right. They're not going to be afraid to... They're not going to cower when right. someone because says... Right, because, like, Obama's... No, you this. They're like, no, fuck you. Yeah, because I was... carry a big stick. I'm the new Roosevelt. Exactly. Because you've got... I just don't understand. Like, you have the bully pulpit. You have the power of office. And you have the power of history that you can shape around you. I mean, you can shape history around you. It's a rare... That's a rare yeah. thing to wield. It is. And, but like... What's Barry doing? Nothing. Nothing. Resting He's on his laurels. He's a fucking laurels. coward. He's, it's, 
just, he's awful. He's absolutely awful. The idea that he's got this whole thing about creating this image of being bipartisan and working with both sides, like Clinton tried, Clinton did that same shit and he did a lot of terrible things because of it. Like I, that's been like the the mainstream of Democrats in power for since like Carter. Are they Democrats really? I mean, we talked about like you said, more Obama is then. more like middle of the road than anything. Yeah. But at the same time, they are kind of just placating whoever gives the money. I mean, right. that's what it is. Keystone Pipeline, insane. Yeah. Terrible idea. Like the you know, oh, it's gonna make jobs. It's gonna make short-term jobs, and we don't make any money off of it. We don't get. Mo- I, I don't understand why people are like, we should drill more. We should drill more. We we don't get to keep the oil. If we should, if we nationalize the oil companies, which do you think the right? We <laughs> have a shitstorm if that fucking happened. But no, these are private companies. We're going out of our way to help private companies make massive amounts of money while giving them massive tax breaks to do these things. We don't get anything out of it. When you really think about how often that happens in our government, it really amazes me that there isn't more outrage or just Mm -hmm. downright, what the fuck are you doing? No, we don't want to give these people disturbing amounts of money. Why why do they, why are we gaming our government to Mm -hmm. do that? Yeah. And it's getting worse. Of course, no one's doing that because. Also, um, what's her name? There's a woman that was um, on the finance reform committee. The, one of the people like in charge of regulating, one of the major regulators, just left to uh, go work for a financial corporation. Oh, really? Because that's oh. what happens every night. And when someone asks her, um, wasn't this the revolving door? Because, you know, it's what happens. You get into office, you help out the banks, you don't prosecute them very hardly. They give you a big, extremely well-paid job when you get out of office. Because you've still got connections and you can lobby and you can help get things the way they want. And then eventually maybe you go back into politics, do some more, and then get a better job when you leave the revolving door in the finance. Well, she's like, oh, no, this isn't the revolving door because I don't intend to go back to government. Bitch! (laughs) It was the revolving door when you used your government job (laughs) to get the finance job. Also, you didn't prosecute anyone. You got you. The reason you got your position in the government is because the people before you didn't do anything to prosecute... Um, Bernie Madoff and stop that and the only reason anyone gave a fuck about that is because Bernie Radoff, Madoff took money from rich people hmm. that's why that was a big deal like all these fucking mortgage companies that have done, done incre- incredibly shifty things like stealing people's houses for no reason the robo signing all that bullshit you've done nothing <laughs> she's done nothing to stop any of that because they're working for the financial... They are in finance. They go to work in government. They go back to work in the finance. Of course you're not going to be harsh on the, or the companies. They're paying your kids tuition. It's, it's, it sucks that we're at that point in our government. we got to get money out of politics. That's the only but answer. The question is, how does that... I mean, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, really, what's going to change that? Can, uh, you, there's got to be... It's got to come through the states. It's going to have to be a state by state because the states have the power to do it. But... I, I I really wonder not to go down the road of conspiracy theories because obviously we all know that. I mean, while there are conspiracy theories, right. did you see that thing on Young Turks where they did the thing about conspiracy yeah. theories, which was actually pretty hilarious, but also kind of sad. So bring it in. It was sad when they mentioned JFK, and I was like, oh uh, God, it's not a thing. Uh, well, he might have. Uh, no. But then to put the reptoids or reptilians right. or whatever the fuck in there with that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um. But how, and again, I don't mean this in a conspiracy theory way, but how would we ever get around to that? I mean, we have people like Young Turks and other people like investigating, bringing it to the surface. Right. But then we have things like gun control and gay rights, which are important, but kind of smokescreen all of that. I mean... Well, and also, gay the only reason gay rights are happening now is because... And the only reason 
when Bron- people are like, oh, Barack Obama was so brave to come out of that. No, he found out that a majority of his major contributors were gay. <laughs> That's what happened. And once he started realizing that, because he was losing all that corporate money, because in the last election cycle, like, the corporations largely went for Romney because he was so pro-corporation um, that Barack Obama didn't have... Like, it's usually, it's been, like, near 50-50 of corporations giving to, you know, Democrats and Republicans because they want to hedge their bets, obviously. This last election wasn't like that. And where Barack Obama made up the money was the homosexual community. Because there's a lot of, like, um, there's a lot of people in finance, like, that have lots of money that happen to, happen be, to gay. be gay. Happen to be gay. So he realized that was a lot of people, and that's that is when he came as like, um, I've had a revelation, I realize. So I'm like, fuck you, Barack Obama, you aren't principled. Like, it's great that you did it, I give you all the credit for doing it, but it's not like, it was a decision you made because of money. And like, that's fucking, ugh. Which, in our lives, because I guess of the way the things are, um, decisions made for money may not necessarily be as nefarious or crazy, like, but on a personal lower yeah. class level. Um, but at a government level, that's shady shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, don't do that. You should just do, I mean, I don't understand public financing of campaigns. It's the most sensible thing in the world. Agreed. Think of all the money that would be saved. I mean, yes, then, like, the taxpayer is paying for elections, but everyone's also on even footing, and w- w- corporations aren't buying our politicians. Like, like I understand it may be a hard sell to average Joe dumbass. That doesn't have any idea what's going on in the world. Who's more concerned about what does this book have to do with your policies? Yeah. Bullshit. Like, uh. I mean, it's an absolute. It's absolutely insane because it's it's everything's about money. Fuck. Like my house of cards is amazing. Everyone needs to be watching it because it fucking lays it out. That I mean, yeah. Oh, everything's yeah. I, I want to go back and rewatch that now that we're talking about all this. I know. Uh, Moira started watching it, and she's been tweeting me. I just watched the third episode. And I was like, "You have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you aren't even there yet. You don't even know." I was once on the third episode. <laughs> then my life changed. <laughs> then we watched. Then I watched the fourth one. It was all in one night. <laughs> and then I had to wait a few weeks. Without saying jams. This is gross. I have no idea why I thought about this, but when you said jams. Um, for some reason, I was thinking of kitschy ways to sell jam, and I thought about tiny jars called jammies. And I really wanted to flip the table and run and scream and like, what the fuck happened? Can we put them in, in, in like in a, in a crochet, in a little crocheted uh, boot? Well, of course. Mm. Infant jams. These are our new flavors. <laughs> we call them jammies. Mm. Will you? Guys, put on your science pants. Science as, pants. As always, Brad, I got some stuff to throw at you. First off, uh, Japanese rats. Mm-hmm. They took brain cells um, from their skulls. The Japanese brass took took brain cells from their own skulls and and they injected them into their pancreases. Those those rats they are industrious, always doing shit. Well, think about this: their brain cells were able to regulate insulin control in their pancreas. Man. Why is this important? Because these rats were also born with diabetes. I'm still hung up on the fact <laughs> the rats are doing amazing surgery on themselves. <laughs> And getting, and getting results. It wasn't the rats, all right? It was Japanese researchers. They were like, well, you know, diabetes is a, is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a huge global epidemic. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of this. We can also make a lot of money off of this. Hey, how about them rats? Those smart rats we got. <laughs> uh, let's give them something to do. Wow. But yeah, the so, equivalent of like adult embryonic cells. Mm. Well, not stem cells, I mean. Um, adult embryonic cells. Um <laughs> All those adult embryonic cells. They took they, <laughs> they took stem cells from these rats' brains and 
who they gave diabetes from birth for mm. some reason, uh, put it into their pancreas, and the brain cells took over and started running things, which is kind of crazy. Nice. So diabetics, you just got to get some brain cells up in your pancreas. You take, you take a syringe, you get a Japanese rat, they inject it into your head, uh-huh. they extract these stem cells, right. stab it into your belly, put it in your pancreas, and you're cured. Donezo. Cured. Case closed. Done. Make it real with science. Well, all right. How about this? Okay. Brad, you know in the movies, um, whenever there's like a, a inferno, maybe a towering inferno, mm-hmm. and people are like running from it. Yes. And they're like, oh, no, we got to get out of this fire. We got to get out of this fire. Uh, there's always the hero right. that runs in the building and like saves a little kid or some broad. Mm-hmm. And as they're running out, it's already on fire. As they're running, like, oh, we just made it outside. The fire explodes again. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like thrown, or if you're a badass, you just walk it out. Right. You just walk it out. Right. Um, do you know what that's supposed to mimic? That's an actual phenomenon which terrifies me. Because it's not that the fire just got to a gas main and it exploded mm-hmm. and the fire got larger. There's a there's something basically called sonic fire. Have you ever heard of this? No. When a but it sounds f- awesome. Dude, yes. Sonic fire. You'll be caught up in the <laughs> sonic fire. <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently the way if a fire is allowed to breathe under certain conditions, mm-hmm. it can get so hot that it starts to kind of pulsate, mm-hmm. and that pulsating will eventually get so agitated that it will cause the fire itself to go s- supersonic. Like it'll go sonic speeds and break the sound barrier, and that's what that explosion is. It's fire breaking the sound barrier, <laughs> and it's forceful. Like it, there's a wave that goes after it. Isn't that fucking awesome? That's pretty rad. It's not another explosion. It's the fire going supersonic. That fire just went supersonic. We got we got .3 seconds of so the fire goes supersonic. <laughs> oh, no! It's already happened. It's done. At that point, you just let it run its course. It happened before I could even say it. Supersonic. <laughs> I want a firefighter movie where they combat fires and someone's lost in a sonic fire. Like, that's what happens. It's like, oh, no. We have less than... He's gonna get caught in the super sun. Because you'll see the explosion and then you'll hear the sound because it breaks the sound barrier. Oh, Isn't that awesome? Andy's. It's not like it throws the fire out. It's just the the heat you're itself inside compresses. You, you're compresses. dead before you can even hear yourself die, dude. Ah. Fire faster than the speed of sound. True story. Fucking nonsense. You'll be caught in the supersonic. Do you mind if I take this really quick? Go for it. Because he would... I wonder why he would call me. Hello? Oh, we're still recording. Alex is on the phone at the moment. And my friend, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. What are you up to? Oh, you know, just doing what I do. Uh, dealing with my pregnant sister. Don't want to say anything much about that, you know. Oh. Just, um, oh, well, you know, it's... You know, I'm not very proud, but... Did you guys go straight to the gym then? Are you going for a drink? How long do you guys think you'll be there? Just oh, well, mail or... probably, you know, until she has the baby, we're just going to keep drinking. See oh. if we can do something to damage this thing. Yeah. Uh, I will give you a text then if uh, I get out of here. Okay, great. We're going to try cool. to kill that baby in utero. Later. Bye. Great. All right, bye. <laughs> that was one of my friends. He is at a restaurant with some other friends. Oh, yeah, we, we had the whole conversation. It's oh, okay. really? Yeah, we got Okay. It. No worries. All right, Alex. You have a choice. The two categories are IMDb's top 100 films or slasher horror serials. Um, I'm going to go slasher horror serials. All right, all right. Going lowbrow first. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) All right. 
As the country Dothaga at Las Vegas remains in office, at the time, the Hanover is bad. First sentence, what are your thoughts? I have no idea. All right, I'll this keep is going. a horror serial? It is. So it's, it's a horror movie that's got many sequels. Sure. Okay, Hanover. The postcard from rap artist sports admirer of Los Angeles strike in freefall accidentally captured Butch Big Mac, Nefertiri, Potts, a pithy 20 years. What? <laughs> Alright, I already have an idea of what it might be, but go ahead. This movie tell us unsure, three wheat gen, to avoid violence, and the farm's father both seek to change the possibility of a trio of young magic flute. Alex, can you put a bing on it? Can I, can I bing it? Um, what are you getting from that? What are, what are how you, what close do I have to get on this? Uh, you have to get- Do I get the cereal? Like uh, the actual, like, you, have to, you have to get the film. You can't I just get pick. the film. No, you have to get the film right. Leprechaun 1. Absolutely incorrect. Is it Leprechaun in the Hood 2? Um, uh, close. Is Leprechaun in It's the- Leprechaun in the Hood, but it's- How did I get that from that? <laughs> that is awesome that I got that. I was like, no, even like, well, what is it? Oh, it's Leprechaun. It's one of the Leprechaun movies, surely. Yes. I was racking my brain, man. I had no idea. At first I thought, well, they never went to Vegas or anywhere over Well, they did. They, they, no, there is a Leprechaun in Vegas. Oh, I know there's a Leprechaun in Vegas, but I was, was going to say, I don't remember them ever going to Vegas in any of the Freddy movies, any of the Jason movies. There's like, is there like a Candyman movie? I've not seen the Candyman movies. Yes. Is How is one of the Halloween movies in Vegas? Uh, can I read you the original description? Please do. I have no idea how that got that. The original description, he's been in the countryside, he's been downtown, he's been to Las Vegas. He's even been in space. Now that evil leprechaun is in the hood. Wannabe Los Angeles rap artists, Postmaster P, Stray Bullet, and Butch accidentally free a leprechaun that was imprisoned by record producer Mac Daddy Onassis 20 years earlier. The film follows the three as they attempt to evade the powerful leprechaun and violent Mac Daddy, both of whom seek a magic flute with mind-altering capabilities possessed by the young trio. Wow. I can't believe I got that. Yeah. I can't tell me three guesses, but I was just in the right through wheelhouse. Wow. Fascinating. All right, Brad. Um, your final category is documentary. All right, documentary. Are you ready for this? I am ready. All right. <laughs> I'm really going to be proud of you if you get this. Oh, no. There are millions of children Ugh. into the world. Mm. There are millions of children into the world. That is so true. Gross. However, people know Dill Maker behind the furry monster. This guy. Whoa. <laughs> so there's a furry monster and a Dill Maker that's this guy. And all these kids are coming into the world. All right. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, all right. Did not follow this curious creator. <laughs> no, Whoopi Goldberg did not follow this curious career. Mark Documentary Bride. Alright, so what, what, that's it. That, that's that's the synopsis. Whoopi Goldberg was like, hey, do you wanna follow this 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 what was it? Mark's documentary bride. Oh, does she wanna follow the bride? She's like, I don't wanna follow this bride. I got this furry monster that's worried about all these kids. So basically this is a movie. Um it's a documentary, sorry. Yes. Um that shows the seedy underbelly of how how these monsters just gobble up children in the night in their bedroom closets. But Whoopi Goldberg's like, I'm not following this bride, alright? 
because this woman just wants to get married and like start a, start a regular life and have kids and it's gross. I'm instead going to follow the monster that eats kids in the, in the night because kids, there are monsters under your bed <laughs> right now. Look out. Do you need it one more time? Please. <laughs> there are millions of children into the world. True. However, I've always said there's too many. However, people know Dillmaker behind the furry monster. This guy. Hmm. However, people know the Dillmaker behind the furry monster. This guy's guy. Whoopi Goldberg. This guy, Whoopi Goldberg, did not follow this curious career marked documentary bride. Any ideas of what okay. this might be? Right. Document. Well, we got furry monster. So I'm gonna roll with that. Is it being Elmo? Does your final answer? That's one of them. That is correct, it's being Elmo. Yes! yes! I binged it. <laughs> binged it. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm the big champion. Um, <laughs> the actual synopsis for being Elmo, a puppeteer's journey, is beloved by millions of children. <laughs> Elmo is a global icon. I guess is that how into the world sure, came from. sure. However, few people know the soft-spoken man behind the furry red monster. Oh, Kevin Clash. All right. Narrated by Whoopi Goldberg. Nice. This documentary follows Clash's remarkable career as a puppeteer. Well, what do you know? There you go. You oh. got it, man. Well done. Thank you. So, Alex, uh, serial horror movies are the top 100 of IMDb. Not necessarily the 100 best movies, but the people on IMDb think they're at the top 100. Well, that's a good thing. Monster Serials. Get it. Um, how about we go with IMDb? Alright. I feel like I can get Monster Serials pretty easily. Exiled during World War II to the United States, remains a democracy. Will use his night in the city Cynical Lone Wolf. When there were two variables, Strasser came to criminal police order. The big announcement read, please, you are in five detention of Czechoslovakia with Laszlo. Surprise, Dory. All presided over love. Well, many in his party, but when he learned he had reason to be the best, they were ready to flee, only to use the time and the form. But the plans. <laughs> the time and the form. I need to be top 100. Yes. Wow. Let's work it out, work it out. All right. So, exiled during World War II to the United States. All right. Exiled during World War II to the United States. Remains a democracy. The states remain a democracy. Indeed. Even did. though times are tough, people being exiled from some place to the United States, which has to be, <laughs> that's kind of horrible. Um, the democracy still stands. And by that, I mean the republic, that is. Will use his night in the city. Okay, one night in the city. We got 24 hours. Is it 20, the flight takes place over a 24 hour period. Cynical lone wolf. When there were two variables. That. We got a cynical lone wolf, and there's two variables. Well, see, in my mind, there's two ways he could have gone lone wolf mm -hmm. or another route. Oh. And he went this way, or he should have went the other way. Oh. I'm piecing this together in my head as it's going. We have one night in what I'm assuming is New York City. Because he's, you know, exiled here. Why would you be exiled to somewhere in the middle of nowhere? Okay. Okay. Strasser came to criminal police order. The big announcement read, please. Big announcement. You said something about cops, right? Strasser came to criminal police order. The big announcement read, please. Working cop. Working cop on the force. 
come to New York, exiled here from his old thing, his old gig. So you were in five detention in Czechoslovakia, was Laszlo? Surprise, Dory. Surprise, Dory. Surprise, Dash Dory. Surprise, Dory. Surprise, Dory. Um, alright, I don't know what the fuck you make out of that last part. Uh, maybe there's a character named Dory. I have no idea what. Czechoslovakia? Mm-hmm. Okay. All presided over love. All? Well, many in his party, but when he learned that he had reason to be the best, they were ready to flee, only to use the time and the form, but the plans. Hmm. Time travel epic? The time and the form. That actually could be like nondescript sci- sci-fi. The time and the form. The time and the form. With the plan. Oh no, all oh, the plans. But the plans, the time and the form. <laughs> what is that one movie um, that had uh, Matt Damon in it and that one girl? Blunt maybe? Where they had to wear the hats and they're rolling through doors? I mean, this is a bad movie, obviously, but that makes me think of that. The okay. time and the form. Let's see. Um, I know this has nothing to do with World War II, but it's being translated, so I don't know. It may have gotten wars wrong. Sure. I think it's that, um, what is that Robin Williams vehicle where he defects coming to America? Moscow on the Hudson? Close enough. I feel like America's a different movie. Moscow on the Hudson was what I was thinking of. It can't be that movie. It's not that movie. Okay. It's absolutely not that movie. That's a good movie. That's a fun movie. That's though. a fun movie. It's not in the IMD top Not at all. Huh. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. They were ready to flee only to use the time and the form, but the plans. The plans. God, I forgot those plans. Ah, the plans. But the plans. It isn't G.I. Joe. It is not. <laughs> That's, that, that could kind of be a G.I. Joe plot. Is, is, that, is, that your, is that your final guess? I guess. Yeah, that's... I, I hate to concede on this. G.I. Joe is your final guess. I'm going to be top 100. Now, see, obviously I need to think about top 100 movies. Top 100? I can't I'm think of anything. Moscow, the Hudson, or G.I. Joe, your, your guesses so far. Brad. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, well, should I, should I read the, the original synopsis to you, Alex? Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> In World War II, an exiled American and former freedom fighter runs the most popular night spot in town. The cynical lone wolf comes into possession of two valuable letters of transit. When Nazi Major Strasser arrives, the sycophantic police captain does what he can to please him, including detaining a Czechoslovak underground leader, Laszlo. Much to his surprise, Laszlo arrives with his one-time love. He's very bitter towards her, who ran out on, on him in Paris. This is uh, an IMDb user-generated synopsis. Of course. But when he learns that she had good reasons to, they plan to run off together again, using the letters of transits. Well, that was their original plan. It's Casablanca. No fucking way. Certainly not Moscow on the <laughs> There's a bit of a... Or G.I. Joe. I don't know where the fuck I got that. There's a lot of similarities. You think, you think that G.I. Joe was actually a remake of Casablanca? Uh, almost. Like in spirit. Uh, in spirit. In spirit and in heart, yes. Wow. Absolutely. I was so ready. I still thought this was Moscow the Hudson. Uh, I was determined it was Moscow the Hudson in my mind. And once that gets in your head, you can't really get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. It's like, yeah, everything comes from Moscow. No, literally. Wow. Obviously, Robin Williams coming to America. That's even the wrong one. Can you imagine Robin Williams and Casablanca? No. No. Hey, 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 black guy. Hey, man, play me some more jazz, buddy. 
Why are you being such a racist? Oh, man. Man. In my mind, I was making a whole other movie in my Yeah, head. you were. And I don't want to see that movie. Uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> that was that, what's that one song? Oh, wait. Send me on my way, on my way. Send me on my way. It actually kind of makes sense in Casablanca. Oh, that would be a great song in Casablanca. Yeah. Rob Williams in Casablanca. A kiss is just a oh, oh, oh. No, instead of that, it's just, it's a, you must remember, it's just on my way. On my way, on this is fun. I'll be for a relationship. I would like to. God, I never thought that would be Casablanca. Yeah. God damn it. You were a long ways away on that one. Bing got me. They, they binged you. I blame Microsoft. Dude, sometimes things get lost in translation. Mm-hmm. And it's a difference between Casablanca and Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Microsoft does. That's, that's Microsoft confused <laughs> Moscow and the Hudson and Casablanca. Because it's Microsoft's fault. Absolutely. That. It's not your fault. Not at all. How, how would you know? With what I was given to work would you know? Banger was up on them. Sure. Wow. I can't believe that. So Alex, guess what I've got for you? I have no idea. How about a bonus box office bing? <gasps> bing at the box office. Bonus bing. Bonus bing. Bonus bing. Bam. Oh, I think he meant, he meant bing. <laughs> oh, no. Bam bing. Bing bam. Bing boono. I was trying to go bambino. Is that a thing? What is that? What are, a bambino is what I'm trying to think of. Bam, bam bingo. Bam bim bim bimbo. Bambino. Bambimbo. You know all the sports facts. Oh, uh, what's his name? The old bambino. Old bambino. The old, oh, who was that old baseball guy? Oh, you know the old bambino. Take me out to the ball. I'm going to see the old bambino play in the big yeah, game. The big, the big He's going to hit all the, the strikeouts. He's going to hit all the strikeouts. He's just gonna tackle him and just wail him in the head with a baseball bat. Yep. I'm a strikeout. Now you're a target. That's the old. That's the old. How the old Bambino did it. Bambino didn't fuck around. Fact. <laughs> Dropping knowledge today on Ram Jack. Sports facts. Twenty. Alex, this is a, a, a serial killer horror film. Cruz deals with the same grade the student. The murder sponsor. I believe he drowns a child actor. And the murder of sponsor about hollow to kill, but many students, many who fled Manhattan, to poison, waste wash, New York, Jason, 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 in a struggle for a long time. You have any guesses? God damn it. I, I, if I had it off the top of my head without even going uh-huh. through it. Just did he? Jason takes Manhattan. Good job. I thought you were going to say Blanca. <laughs> for a second. For a second. When he started talking about, um, like students or something. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it was faculty. Right. But that's not a horror serial, unless mm-hmm. they made like a lot of directed DVDs from the faculty. They, actually, I think they, they did, had. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, was like, no. I think Manhattan probably sold it for you. And then I think the Jason, 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 Jason. The fact that's being translated would just the three and three. I'm gonna give you the original. Oh, please do. Because I've got to know how Jason was in the three time. <laughs> we'll have the audience screaming, Jason, Jason, Jason. The graduating class of the local high school is going on a luxury cruise with a serial killer as a stowaway. You can also be in with a serial killer. That's the theme of the cruise. <laughs> The heroine believes she was almost drowned by him as a child. Eventually, he sinks the boat and kills many of the students on it. <laughs> Worst summary ever! Look at me. Spoiler alert. He 
He sees the boat and they all die. But many of them escape to Manhattan. God, Jason is really outdoing himself in this movie because he's sinking a cruise ship. Oh, that's a difficult task. A long battle with Jason ensues until Jason is washed away in the New York sewers by a midnight flooding of toxic waste. And they threw in an extra Jason just for the, for the hell of it. Jason? <laughs> Which is more ridiculous, the original or the translated? You know what? I don't know. I don't either. Sometimes you don't know what's more ridiculous, the original or Bing's translation of it. Huh. Sometimes life is crazier than Bing. <laughs> That's, a, that's true. Fact. That is, that is true fact. Fact. Facts are facts. True. Bing is Bing. Bing. We binged it. We, we've done Bing. Sometimes life is easier than Bing. <laughs> have you believed? Hey, guys, that was Bing at the box office. Brad, I think you have an email? We do. It's a forward from Evan's grandmother. Oh, Always Rams. our favorites. Subject. I remember clotheslines. I think we all do. They're, they're clotheslines. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I forgot that those existed. No, I don't think so. Remembering mom's clothesline. I can hear my mother now. Four dot ellipses. All caps. The basic rules for clotheslines. Parentheses. If you don't even know what clotheslines are, better skip this. Okay. All right. Alienating all the youngsters who were like, what the fuck is a clothesline? I still think people have seen a clothesline, at least in a movie or something, and know what a clothesline... I don't think anyone's like, what's a clothesline? I don't think so. Yeah. Agreed. Number one, you you had to hang the socks by the toes, not the top. All right. All right. Two, you hung pants by the bottom slash cuffs, ellipses, not the waistbands. Okay. Three, you had to wash the clothes lines in parentheses s before hanging any clothes. Walk the entire length of each line with a damp cloth around the lines. Cool. <laughs> All right. What happens if you didn't do this? Would you get killed? You'll die. You're maimed. Yeah, you die. Yeah. Lions kill you. Lions come out of nowhere and kill you. They come out of the ground and they kill you. Four, you had to hang clothes in a certain order and always hang whites with whites. In quotes. Wait a minute. Uh, I think we're talking about... Now, does that mean your whites are dingy? And like, or is it just... Hang whites with whites and hang them first. Okay. All why, right. Why? Why do they? Why the whites got to be first? Hmm. Why are you just hanging whites first and whites with whites? You never hung a shirt by the shoulders, always by the tail! Exclamation point. What would the neighbors think? I don't know. Was that really in there? What would the neighbors think? Yep. If I hung a shirt by the shoulders? Wait, never by the shoulders, but by the tail? Always by the tail. What would the neighbors think? Wouldn't that be weird for the fabric with the arms just hanging down? Mm-hmm. Like, what would the neighbors think, Alex? What would those neighbors think? Just judge that you're weird. These judgy bitches just watching you. Mm, don't like it. Six, wash day on a Monday! Exclamation point. Never hang clothes on the weekend or on Sunday, for heaven's sake. Exclamation point. Okay, I see what you did there for heaven's sake. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Seven, hang the sheets and towels on the outside lines so you could hide your unmentionables in the middle. Parentheses. Perverts and busybodies, you know? Exclamation point. Wow. First off, what? <laughs> Who are these weirdos that are getting kicks out of, like, looking at your, like, drying laundry on the line? Those I are her unmentionables. And you can mention your underwear. Yeah, you can feel free to mention that. Well, we all, we all wear that shit. Yeah, it's not a secret. Unless yeah. it is a secret. Unless it's a secret. 
quite a secret. So I'm gonna go in here and see your own. Don't, don't, don't look at the inside clothesline. There's nothing here. Oh, sh oh, that's when you learn stuff about your neighbors. Whoa. Eight. It didn't matter if it was sub-zero weather. Clothes would freeze dry. What? I don't know about that. Yeah. Nine. Always gather the clothespins when taking down dry clothes. Pin left. Pins left on the line were tacky. <gasps> I love the weird keeping up appearances thing. Like, yeah. don't let anyone see your underwear on the clothesline. Also, get all those clotheslines off. If you were efficient, you would line the clothes up so that each item did not need two clothespins, but shared one of the clothespins with the next washed item. All right. <laughs> Isn't that basic? I, we I use guess. clotheslines at summer camp to dry towels and clothes, mm -hmm. because when we go swimming and whatnot. Do you make an efficient clothespin train? Yeah. You well, better. We have clothespins. What would the neighbors say? Eleven. Clothes off the line before dinner time. Neatly folded in the clothes basket and ready to be ironed. Dude. This is, I mean, obviously it's from an antiquated time, but who has the fucking time to do that back then? <sighs> like, it must have sucked, or it must we, have been kind of fun. Women aren't in the workplace, I guess. Yeah, like a house person, it must mm -hmm. have sucked. Twelve. Ironed? Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Well, that's a whole other subject, exclamation point. All right, I guess. Is she yelling it? Is it in all caps? <laughs> Ironed? That's a whole other subject. Wow. Now, and now, a poem. Oh. And by poem, I mean a poem, in all caps. A clothesline was a news forecast to neighbors passing by. There were no secrets you could keep when clothes were hung to dry. It also was a friendly link for neighbors always knew if company had stopped on by to spend a night or two. For then you'd see the fancy sheets and towels upon the line. You'd see the company tablecloths with intricate designs. I'm glad it started to rhyme eventually. Yeah, it's, took a while. It's a weird timbre. The line announced a baby's birth from folks who lived inside as brand new infant clothes were hung so carefully with pride. The ages of the children could so readily be known. By watching how the sizes changed, you'd know how much they'd grown. It also told when illness struck as extra sheets were hung. <laughs> then night clothes and a bathrobe too haphazardly were strung. It also said on vacation now when lines hung up limp and bare. It told we're back when full lines sagged with not an inch to spare. New folks in town were scorned upon if the wash was dingy and gray. As neighbors carefully raised their brows and looked the other way. But clotheslines now are of the past, for dryers make work much less. Now what goes on inside a home is anybody's guess. I really miss that way of life. <laughs> it was a friendly sign when neighbors knew each other best by what hung on that line. You mean when neighbors were fucking get, get right into your life? All up in your business. And what, I, like, I hate that I don't know my neighbor's business. It, I can't look in their clothesline and tell about them. I grew up. Soaking up with who? I grew up in like a community of strictly crazy elderly people. <laughs> True. Um, and we had when we moved into our house, the old woman across the street like broke like broke a rib because she was straining to see out the window just to watch us moving in. Like old timey busybody ladies, that was some. They put some hours in to break a rib. Yeah. That's some straight up. And I guess they do. I mean, what else are they gonna do? Yeah. Did you ever have a clothesline? Yeah. At my grandmother's house, there's a we, clothesline. We, we had clothesline as well. My mother would... She'd only hang, like, sheets on it. She yeah, didn't hang any here. of the unmentionables. Oh. Because I guess it is easier to dry a sheet on a line when it's... Definitely. I mean, you want to... 
yeah. can be an efficient uses of energy. I, that is like a that is a very strong sense memory. I remember like the the smell of like the clean sheets like in the when. Oh man, it's a good time. Oh, that's good stuff. But there's a lot of weird racial overtones I feel in this. Oh yeah, the whole whites thing. The whites thing. The the fact that sheets are sometimes in quotation marks. Are we talking about the clan? Like are we saying like <laughs> um we our sheets got to be hanging up so nobody sees what's going on, especially if not those dingy dark colors get in. Oh yeah, well, even the poem had some slight racial yeah. undertones. Oh, gross. It is gross. Trying to get all, all people's business. By the way, um, we got some emoticons down here. Click here to get all the emoticons you want for your email. How That sounds like a great idea. Love to click on that. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> Thanks a lot, as always. That is awesome, though. Always a pleasure and a panic attack. Close lines. I remember one time we we pretended to make a roller coaster. We took a uh, Fisher-Price picnic table. Mm-hmm. But the way it was one whole piece of plastic, we were able to put it between, we had two clotheslines running parallel. Mm -hmm. So we put it up and hooked it on and we, because it was upside down, you could sit in it. So we would put people on it. You were sitting like five or six feet off the ground and Uh someone would sit underneath it and just run (laughs) you back and forth on the, like on the track. And we made like a little, like, all right, get on. Of course, the, the clothesline itself, that one was plastic. So as we went across, we just made it sag slowly. Nice. But we didn't really notice. Right. And we had a cool little monorail system for a day. I remember taking, like, a clothes hanger and, like, um, straightening it out, except for, like, the very top. And, like, we had, like, a, like, a little, like, a rolling cart thing. And, like, a playing Back to the Future. Like, oh, perfect. The line. Yeah. Dun, 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 it was pretty awesome. Because it was funny. The, like, the line was also kind of a little bit of a hill. So, like, you could, you know, roll it. And it would be like, ah, I'm going fast. Yes, I'm gonna get there! Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, that was pretty rad. Well, that's, you know what, maybe we should have clotheslines now. Kids can play with them. They can yeah. go time traveling or make monorail systems or roller coasters. Definitely. God, that was, uh, man, those were fun times. Indeed. It's been a neat episode of reminiscing. It has. On this one. It has. Guys, um, this was kind of a long episode. This may end up getting cut into two pieces or into something else. I don't know. If things seem discombobulated, it's because we did a lot of talking. But there's a lot to say. There's a lot of chit-chat. And it's all good. So <laughs> It's quality. So we're not going to give you something that's not quality. So you'll get what you get in some form or fashion. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Our first clip episode of yes. clips you never heard. Of, of, of new secret clips. <laughs> secret clips. Secret clips. Secret clips. Um, do you have any secrets? Please share them with us. Please do. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, please do that. Please. You can do that at 206-339-5894. Keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming. Indeed. You can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com or follow us up on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. We're there. Oh, but they're going to want to join the Facebook group, right? Yes, because that's where all the fun is. Seriously, guys, all the fun is there. you got to get up on that. And now, real quick, Brad, if we could, a shout-out. To an old and dear friend of ours. Yes. Go.
or I won't say if it's right. I'm pretty fast myself. But I do have some advice to pass along right here in the words of this song. You better not look down if you want to keep on flying. You wanna keep 